Welcome to Believe in Pistons, a Pistons podcast on the Believe Network. I am your host, Brandon Dent, a.k.a. Detroit Kool-Aid, credentialed NBA media. And y'all, it is already trade season on a Friday, January 6th. And we got a lot to talk about. As you guys can see, I got a guest with me today. It's somebody that I do a lot of content with over in the uh, Woodward Pistons, Woodward Sports Network as well. Uh, he is a member of what we call the Table Talk he also is heavy with the draft talk, but we're going to get into that on some future episodes. On this one, y'all, we got to talk about Bojan Nasty, which is what I've been calling him, but we'll call him by his proper name. We'll call him by his proper name. Tayshan is over here scolding me right now, and I see you got Joe Dumars in the background over there, too. So Bojan Bogdanovich, affectionately known by Coach Casey as Bogey. You know, um, he's coming up in some in some trade news, man. And and uh, Steve, I know that uh, I want to be able to have you introduce yourself before we get going, as well as other uh, different outlets that you are associated with. So, what's up? I'm Steve. I'm the host of Res Ball Pod podcast. Mainly focuses on the NBA draft. Uh, also contributing here to Woodward Sports um, to the table talks and can do a weekly draft show now. Uh, hopefully, just you know break down prospects every week. Look out for our first one dropping pretty soon. Hey, I can't wait. I can't wait. And I'm glad for this opportunity with the Believe Network as well to be able to talk Pistons from a little bit different angle, to be able to cover it from some people who uh, cover the team as well, be able to get some a lot of different perspectives, get some different angles, get some different opinions, some different insights as well. So I'm glad to have you on. Uh, I know that with this Boyan news, though, um, it was interesting when they first traded for him before the season, it kind of shocked everybody. Like, wait a second. We just got rid of Jeremy Grant because we said this whole window thing. How does Bojan fit better than that? Then when he started shooting, nobody cared about the age. It just seemed like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> Troy Weaver was like, let's get the check. It's just like, hey, <laughs> there you go. Voila, keep the pin. And it was, <laughs> it was just like, goodness gracious. Like, quickly they got him signed up and people began to speculate then. Do they really want him long-term? And the Pistons are saying it. Like, yeah, we really like him. This man is shooting like 80 million D percent from three. You know what I mean? It's just like, and he got the swag. He's he's looking like a best type of player on the team, even though we would like to see that defense a little bit better. But we won't talk about that today. We won't, <laughs> we'll let that go for today. But, you know, then, you know, people started saying, you know, well, maybe he is a trade piece. The two extra years. It, it increases his trade value and Troy Weaver's trade bargaining because it gives another team a few more years of control over Boyan Bogdanovich. But for me, it seems like that it's not that that's necessarily uh, valuable to contenders, but to me, I think those extra two years makes it even valuable and enticing to rebuilding teams and teams on the fringe that are just kind of coming up might be on the back end of that lottery, just like who the New York Knicks last year. When Jeremy, when Jeremy Grant deal turned into the 25th pick with Milwaukee and then turned into that pick turned into uh, the, the the pick that they utilized to be able to get Jalen Duran and like five other players, including the cap space to sign Bojan Bogdanovich. But I'm going to bring up the article here. I, I thank you for sharing this with me, Steve. I know you've had some affiliation uh, with Detroit Bad Boys and SB Nation. You've done some writing there as well. Uh, so thank you. Uh, shout out Sean Corp as well. He does a good job over there at uh, Detroit Bad Boys. It's it's what's there's been several different outlets before I really started getting into uh, the coverage aspect. You know, I played basketball my whole life collegiately, uh, NCAA high school, 
but Detroit Bad Boys, Pistons Powered, um, you know, shout out King. These are some of the people who I've been able to kind of clue into uh, to get some extra Basque Pistons coverage. So, but this is the headline, NBA trade rumors, Cleveland, Dallas, Phoenix, Lakers, pretty much everybody. Steve, would you say everybody is pursuing Bojan? Who wouldn't want Bojan? And I think yeah, that, yeah, right. Because the shooting speaks for itself. The shooting speaks for itself. Bro, even even Joe D wants Bojan right now. Yeah, he's on the phone right now. I keep trying to tell him he doesn't work for the team anymore, but he <laughs> doesn't want to hang out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But look, this is what we want to talk. This is what I wanted to talk about, though. Last year when Jeremy Grant was up, people were saying just push him, get him out of here. He doesn't really fit. Well, you know, they didn't really know what his value was. Troy came out and said two first-round picks or a first-round pick and a young player or a first-round pick that we know where it's going to convey. And then I started saying, yo, that's pretty steep price, but I get why he's doing that. He didn't sign Jeremy Grant because he didn't think it was valuable. This is a guy that he signed and thought this is what he could be, and we saw Jeremy Grant is actually developing into that type of a player. You know, so with Bojan Bogdanovic, the price has been set and is very, very similar to the Jeremy Grant deal. Uh, as you see there, Detroit Pistons are looking for a first-rounder and an additional asset to part with the sharp shooting forward, according to uh, – Jake Fisher of, uh, of Yahoo, their senior NBA writer. Uh, he states, you know, at this juncture as well, I wanted to let you kind of get into this part because the, the more Cleveland specific of it was, you know, something we were talking before we went on that you were talking about as well. So if you don't mind, Steve, definitely. What are your, what are you hearing? What are your thoughts on this whole kind of Cleveland aspect of it and their interest in Bojan? I think it's harder for Cleveland to get involved just because they don't have the contracts that can really match up. I believe it would have to be something around like, Chetty Osman and Isaac Okoro. It seems like Okoro would be the quote-unquote additional asset. You take another reclamation project there. They need his defense. He's a good defender yeah. offensively. I don't know if it works out. And Chetty Osman's been up and down, but even then, that's only fourteen million. Boyan's at like nineteen something right now. Um, let me look at that again. This year, nineteen three four three. So you, that's still coming up short. You need a third player in there. I don't know that like. Detroit really wants to trade anybody else or that Cleveland would want anybody else other than Bojan. So the, the money is kind of hard unless they just really want to get off Karis LeVert, who's at 18, seven, nine, six. Then it's like, I'm not sure. And even then Karis LeVert, like it's another like, guy that needs the, another guy that needs the ball. Who's not it's, it's, the best shooter. Who's not a good defender. It just seems like a bad fit. It's interesting and intriguing when you say Karis LeVert, but then you instantly start thinking about like, well, he just kind of adds to the clog that they already have right now. I mean, he would add some things, some positives, but how much, how much more? So it, yeah. it, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I, I don't believe personally that there's going to be a trade uh, that happens at the dead at the deadline for uh, Boyan. I mean, do you, do you see any of these teams? You know, I know there were some other teams that were mentioned, do you see any of these other teams being able to effectively, you know, go and um, give Detroit what they want right now? I hate to say this, but maybe it depends on the first round pick that the Pistons are looking for. Do they want one this year mm. or do they want one in the future? Because the Mavericks can't give them a pick until 2025, I believe, unless they want to do a pick swap in 2024, which doesn't seem like what uh, Detroit wanted. They have these picks they owe to the Mavericks, as it says here but i think they do have one of the more intriguing younger players than josh green and they could do 
uh, Davis Bertans and Josh Green. That pretty much works. That's like 19 million right there. It's just a little bit of filler you have to put in. And then you have a first round pick uh, on top of that. Josh Green's an athletic wing at six foot five, 200 pounds, currently shooting 40 somewhat, 44.4% from three on 2.2 attempts per game. He's playing 20.3 minutes. So this is a three and D mm-hmm. wing that would be nice to have. Very athletic guy, uh, explosive. So, and there are a lot of maps in that have been clamoring for more minutes from him for a while. So I think he would be intriguing. If the pick was supposed to be like, we want one for this year, then Phoenix can get it done the easiest, uh, I think. They have a couple different contracts here that mm-hmm. uh, I need to pull up just a second that the, they can make the money work easily. Jay Crowder is not there. He's making $10 million. You could easily do him and Landry Shaman. Shaman's not a fantastic defender, but he's a fantastic shooter. You always yeah. need more shooting. Um, and he doesn't seem like he's really in Phoenix's rotation as much as some of the other guys. So that those two plus another pick, you can buy out um, Jay Crowder and let him go somewhere else. So it helps him out as well. The other one is Dario Saric at nine million, uh, also nine million two hundred forty thousand. So again, Crowder and Dario Saric. Dario Saric is hurt, I believe. Um, so it really wouldn't be anything. Maybe the pick is very enticing that they could do it that way. The other one is Cameron Johnson. Maybe he's up for a contract extension. His shooting ability would fit fantastically with this Pistons team. A little more defense than Bojan. Uh, younger, I believe Cam Johnson is 26 years old. So that would be one, but he's making yeah. 5 million. So like Jay Crowder and Cameron Johnson. And then you have to throw in somebody like Tory Craig, maybe this is where the, the rest of the money gets difficult because it's only 15 million between those two. Um, yeah. But the Landry Shamit and Jay Crowder one, if they really just wanted to pick, that's another one that I think is enticing. A couple other deals that I would personally like out there, but I, I don't know if those teams would be getting involved in it. Yeah, it's going. Yeah, and that's why it, it, I, I believe Phoenix. I know they said that the Lakers can give two first round picks, but they'll convey later down the road. I, I don't know how enticing that is or isn't. Honestly, when the Pistons are trying to get to a place of restoration, like sooner rather than later, we've all stated that we know that this rebuilt window. Is looking like maybe what a couple years from now now. Maybe I think the Lakers do have one player that's intriguing. If like the additional asset is supposed to take precedent yeah. over the pick, then they could do Patrick Beverly and Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker is having a resurgence there, six foot four, two hundred four pounds, but he is shooting thirty eight percent from three on five point four attempts per game. He's played thirty two games. Has started all thirty two of those games. 14.7 points per game. Really, he's been one of the main reasons why AD was able to go on that tear. He and Austin Reeves spacing out the floor. In addition, LeBron putting up like seven over seven threes yep. per game. That's the reason why AD was there. You would like him to be a little bit bigger than that, but he's shown when he's in this wing role. Because in San Antonio, they try to play him at point guard. He's not a point guard. Um, just in this like three and D type of role he's done much much better so i think he's somebody that like if the team was like yo we want to replace Boyan with a younger player and right now lonnie walker is currently 24 years old so he fits Ooh, perfectly fits with that, and you uh, know what A-train. he's also a good athlete too 
I can hear when the trade, if that trade goes down, if that trade went down, I can hear Pistons fans everywhere shuddering, bro. Like Lonnie Walker and Patrick Beverly and two first round picks down the way when the Lakers are probably going to be reloaded and good. And I can hear everybody going, no. And, but honestly, when you're sitting here saying it, the thing that we're looking at on this Pistons squad right now, and we saw last year, uh, and the difference between last year and this year is the lack of NBA players or NBA ready players. You know, NBA vet kind of guys that can actually still kind of contribute. I know these guys would be still younger in a, in a decent window, but Patrick Beverly can go out there and you absolutely know this guy is going to contribute on the defensive side and the physicality overall. <laughs> physicality at least, man. He's he's yeah. gonna bring something, but you're right. Like these guys, I think that they bring they bring they bring NBA bodies, they bring NBA players, they bring some upside, uh, you know, and Lonnie Walker, uh, they bring some shooting. And Lonnie Walker, you know, <laughs> Patrick Beverly, what do you think he would bring? Then I'll let you tell me. I think he'd bring veteran, like, toughness, at least. He would push guys in practice. He definitely would be on Ivy, like, physically and literally. And, and on Sadiq, he would be on Sadiq because Sadiq's had a lot of defensive, you know, blunders mentally. And it can only help. Like, I, I say what you want about Patrick Beverly. I think he's kind of washed up now, unfortunately, but the effort and his IQ and his passion. And yeah. his ability to like help his teammates out on that end, the defensive end, like that speaks for itself. And yeah, I, it's hard to judge, especially when these are picks that will convey later on down the line. I mean, sorry, sorry, Joe, but the the the, the Darko pick was one of those that conveyed way way down the line. And if things had gone better, that would have been a fantastic move. You never know when teams are going to implode, and the Lakers haven't exactly been the model of, you know stellar management if it wasn't for clutch and lebron they would still be a lottery team every year like they were before i got there and you know what though maybe those two picks would be worth it because when lebron eventually or inevitably leaves the lakers are gonna crater at first it's not like they're gonna just jump to like supremacy remember that what you know yeah, I mean, who, who wants to be like the the laker for life now right right exactly and that's what i'm saying like you know is that the worst deal? Do you kind of take a short on the talent that you get today for a potential stab at a couple more first round picks down the road? Because you, because mind you, didn't Troy set himself up for this though to be able to take those types of deals by getting six first round picks, three lottery picks of those in the last three seasons? He, yeah, think about that. Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran, Kay Cunningham, right? Uh, no, I'm sorry, four lottery picks. In the last three seasons, Killian Hayes, right? You know, he set himself up nicely to the point that, you know what, maybe he could say, set up some of those picks for down the road after we have to make other roster decisions for some of these guys on rookie contracts now. That yeah, would be and pretty the best wise teams, part. Yeah, and the best teams, like the Memphis Grizzlies is the best example of this, where they get a bunch of extra picks in the future because they use that to fill out their role players. That's how they got a Desmond Bain. That's how they're able to get somebody like Santi Aldama, who's in their rotation now. That's how they're able to, you know, fill out the, the holes instead of having to assign a veteran and overpay him just to play a role to play in Memphis. You can get these guys and then try and uh, negotiate with them to, uh, to stay and be in a good situation already while you have your already superstar there in Ja and your defensive um, focal point in Jaron Jackson Jr., and OKC, OKC is like still this is still a hypothesis at this point, but they do have a ton of picks to be able to have a bunch of bite at the apples. You never know 
Well, they're trying. They're at least hit. trying. And it. if you're a small market, you got to have as many bites at the apple in the draft as you can. Ain't nobody want to play in Oklahoma City. Come on, yep. now. no offense to Oklahoma City, but just not an NBA player's prime destination. Nope. And, but but what it does do is this. If you treat these guys right while they're here and you have a lot of these draft picks that come through and you may trade them in deals, you may say, hey, thank you on your first contract, but I hope you know there's someone, something better out there for you, which rarely happens. You know, you're usually going to get that second contract if you're a first first round pick. But it, it does build goodwill. If, if you want players to know about you, then you got to get players there. And the easiest way to do it is through the draft, even more so than trades. Sometimes in trades, guys can come disgruntled. But in a draft, guys are coming in with the whole city saying, you know what, let's rock. You got the whole the whole community coming out saying, hey, we're ready to support you. You are our guy. You are our champion. You represent us on this stage. It, it's it's so much different. And with the Pistons, you see a guy like even Andre Drummond, who at the end of his tenure in Detroit, fans were booing him. But the organization treated him well. The majority of his time here, fans treated him well. The fans he met on the streets, he said, he's like, I never got that from there. He's like, in the arena, I let that go. He was like, if fans boot me on the streets, then, hey, it'd be a different. So he said fans asking questions like, hey, man, what, what about this? What about that? But they're respectful. And what does he do now? Y'all would love to be able to go there and right my wrongs. What do you hear mm-hmm. about from Stanley Johnson? Yo, man, when I went there, Detroit treated me like family. This is what you're Anthony Tolliver, you know, some of the older players. Reggie Jackson, too. Reggie Jackson, Reggie nothing Jackson. but nice things to say. Even when they hunted him down at Applebee's or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie Jackson and Applebee's, dog. Yeah, he did. He had some good things to say. He was like, yo, he, he loves the fans. And you know what? I love the fact that none of those guys were oblivious to reality. They didn't get it done. No matter what the reason or the rhyme, they, we didn't get it done. Detroit wanted a winner. They knew what the deal was. It just didn't happen. And, you know, so I, I wish I wish luck to those guys. I don't wish ill on those guys. I know that there's a lot of people who wish Drummond lived up to the contract. I wish yeah. Drummond was just paid the right contract. That's that's what I wish. I wish he was just given the right set of money so that uh, we could actually see what this guy could be without the pressure of how to live up to a max player. This guy was a fourth or fifth option at best. You know, on a on a on a on a on a contending championship contending team at best. You know, and that's yeah, I mean, not not getting offensive touches at the three point line and able to dribble from the three down into the mid range and spin for a loop the loop and a, all this and Tayshawn sitting there like buffoonery, buffoon. It, it just it doesn't work, bro. Yeah, you know, and the best example of this is Reggie Jackson. He's looked amazing on the Clipper team when he doesn't have to be the guy running like a hundred pick and rolls every game because ain't nobody else scoring. He's the best example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so interesting. You know, I know we we started this with Boyan. I I do want to kind of transition into into a little bit of what do you believe the Pistons need? You know, obviously, if they're trading Boyan, they may get what they need right now, but primarily it's going to be about that draft pick. So Boyan might not be the asset that brings back right now what they need. But when they have an opportunity to do that, what do you think they, they, they need? Obviously, to me, I'll put this in last week's pod, the most glaring. And if it's the same to you, I want to hear your perspective on it. But they need a wing, bro. They need yeah. a bad a three and D wing so bad. They look so exposed without Jamie Grant here. Uh, they can't defend anybody who's like over six, eight, six, nine effectively. And honestly, I think it's 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 causing the other players on opposing teams to, to just look at the pistons and say chopped liver type mm-hmm. of stuff. When that's not the case. 
That's not the case. But I want your perspective on it, man. What do you believe is their biggest need? And after you give that one, man, give me your, your next two needs uh, that the Pistons have to fill. Yeah, defensive wing would be my number one thing. But honestly, even before that would be another young wing, like the Lonnie Walker before, like the Josh Green, who's also in his early 20s still. Like you need somebody that can grow and still be a part of the rotation in there. Kevin Knox has been a fantastic find, but I don't know how many minutes he's going to play or if they really want to keep him long-term. I would hope they do. I think he's definitely earned more time, at least another year, uh, to see if he can be part of the rotation, but another wing that can get after it on defense would be my number one thing. A couple guys too, that I've really hoped would be in addition to Josh Green and addition Lonnie Walker would be if they could swing a deal with Golden State somehow. I know the contracts are a mess for Moses Moody because Moses Moody's buried on the bench. He's another young guy. He played with Kate at Montverde. He's a good defender, 6'6", 6'7", 200. Um, good shooter, guy that got to the free throw line a ton in college. That'd be a nice a little addition to the rotation and see if he can work out long-term here. And uh, the other one is Patrick Williams. We all have heard that Troy Williams loved Patrick Williams in that draft, but the Bulls took him at number four. He's scoring under nine points per game or under 10 points per game right now, excuse me. But he has a really good shooting split, 6'7", 215, can play both the four and the five. Is a pretty solid defender. The Bulls are like in the nine or 10 seed right now. Like, do they really want to invest in Patrick Williams long-term. It just depends on if they want to push for the playoffs um, or not. But those would be the other ones and that type of player that really, really, really I would love for the Pistons to grab in this type of trade, even more than for a draw pick, if I'm being honest. True that. And then the other, the other hopes would be just more of a tough-minded defensive big man. So Sam Vecini and James Edward III did a podcast a couple weeks ago, specifically on the Pistons, on Cade's injury, on Killian's resurgence, and they talked about Bogdan trades. And the one that Sam Vecini threw out was with the Grizzlies. It would be something like John Concar, Danny Green, who's really not playing, and Brandon Clark. And I think Brandon Clark would be fantastic. I would prefer him over a Marvin Bagley. That's just the, the tough part is they kind of overlap in terms of like position and what they do, but Brandon Clark's a great defender, um, great lob threat. So it'd be another guy that Kate can have there, a good pick and roll guy can yeah. defend like three to through about three positions. Um, that'd be great. And then last but not least, is point of attack defender. And I only put that one last because I don't really know that there's guys out there that the Pistons would be able to trade for. Killian's still pretty solid, but like my ideal would somebody be somebody like Javon Carter, who's on the Bucks right now who you know look at stats and you're like eh, whatever he's efficient but you put on the tape and this guy gets after it on defense i mean he is the reason why the bucks are back in title contention and ain't nobody want to see them at full strength middleton's still coming back but like a starting five defensively in the playoffs of carter drew holiday chris middleton Giannis, and brooke lopez like that's a nightmare there's no weak links there so that'd be the type I would love for the Pistons to find the, those guys are hard to find and even harder to yeah. pry loose. But Javon Carter is a free agent, maybe this offseason. So. And you know what? I, that's a player that you've brought up several times. And, you know, the first time I heard his name this year, other than just kind of, uh, you know, in games and such, just from, from other observers, uh, was Coach Casey. I don't know if we can really call him an observer. <laughs> but really, no, we were we were in a we were in a press conference and um somebody I forget what they asked him. 
But he said it's Javon Carter. This is what he does. It doesn't matter if he has five points or 25 points. The impact that he makes on defense, just how, you know how hard and how tough he plays on offense. He's just all over the court, and this is how he makes his mark in the in this league. You know, I I, I would love for the Pistons to be able to have somebody like that on the squad. I know, you know, I, I said the three things I would like for them to have, you know, immediately is a absolute score, somebody who could just just put the. I don't care what else they can do. Just someone who can just gun, gun, gun. Give me, give me another, give me a baby Benedict Matherin, even though he's still a baby. <laughs> and then, and then that three and D wing definitely need that. And then beyond that, you know, um, a bruiser. Just I don't care if they come off the bench or start. Just a six. Give me someone over six ten, with a seven foot plus wingspan who's just I can grab rebounds. I can bruise you in the pick and roll, and 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 I'm good to go. You know. That's that's what I want. Hey, am I hearing a reunion with Andre Drummond? Anybody for it? Anybody? Tayshawn for it? Joe no, no, Dumont? Joe's on the phone. I don't know. He's, <laughs> he's on the phone. Oh, he's trying to draft Andre Drummond all over again now. Maybe. <laughs> well, he's look, trying to trade up to get Damian Lillard, though, if I'm being honest. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The paints. Seeing Donovan <laughs> drop 71 points the other night. It's just like, oh, my gosh. And then the news, <laughs> while while the news is coming out, Tyrese Halliburton thought he was going to be a Piston. Donovan Mitchell thought he was going to be a Piston. They were ready for it. it just yeah, like, I wanted the Pistons to draft OG Ananobi in that draft, too. So the pain is compounded. You could just – it's just a bunch of just stabs all over. Just any – pick a player, then any player other than the players we got, right? No. But look, look, look. Steve, bro, this was fun. Uh, we, I want to be able to bring you back uh, as well as uh, Sean Murphy uh, from Half Court. And he's also a co-host of the Table Talk over at Woodward Sports. And he does a lot of NBA coverage. But I need to be able to get his mind as it relates to what NBA teams are thinking uh, as it relates to different trades. And I want to be able to get your mind as it relates to what prospects and what assets we need to be able to look at for not just players like Bojan, but if this team was really seriously thinking about trading guys like a Sadiq Bay or a Killian or anything of that nature. I don't think it should happen. I don't think it should happen. Uh, personally, not at all. But I do want to be able to talk about if there's anything else out there beyond Boyan, if there's anything else out there that you think other teams are, are perspectivizing so that we're not necessarily doing the trade machine of it all. I want to really be able to sit down and have that analytical conversation. And that's something that Steve brings to every single conversation is we go into the real uh, in, in, uh, in less of the couch GM. So I, I, I'm glad that you were able to be able to be on with me, man. I'm going to get you on more. You guys will see his face more. You'll hear his voice more. Definitely. I, I need you guys to search, believe in Pistons on all platforms, whatever platform you're on. Definitely subscribe to it. Look us up on YouTube as well. Believe in Pistons. We are there and we're going to start to sign out now. Yo, I'm glad that you guys are able to tune in to Believe in Pistons podcast on the Believe Network. Listen, guys, this is a January 6th cold, kind of cold Friday, I guess you could say. But um, we keep them warm, man. You see Steve over there, got Joe D. You see me over Joe here. Joe D believes in Joe D believes in Pistons, man. Nobody believe in Pistons more than Joe D. Let's rock, man. Let's rock. I'm over here with Tayshawn Prince. I got a few other friends over here too, man. Who do I got over here? Oh, I got something special for you. Something special for you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, 
I need to I need to dig out my I have one of those cups from the season where they just got Brandon Jennings and Josh Smith. So it's got all those starters Ooh. on it. Need to bust that out. Memories. <laughs> Memories. We're gonna have to have a flashback. Like, yo, what were your favorite years and what were your most memorable down years as a fan? We're gonna have to do that one soon, bro. Definitely. But listen, man, this was fun. This was fun. You guys, man, till next time. Rock 